Blog Talk Radio. Better get ready for a judgment. You better get ready for a judgment morning. You better get ready for a judgment. My God is coming down. Yeah. The champ. 
Mm-hmm. So did uh, where was Raw? I'm still looking that up. Okay. Still tapping into the Google machine of Doom and Destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy enough, we never did an episode revealing our CAA uh, picks. Kind of feels weird, but Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to start tonight? Yeah, let's start in Tampa. Why not? December 23rd, 1996, as mentioned ahead of, a while ago, for all 190 coming from Tampa Bay, Florida, down in the south. Uh, show starts off with Mark Merrill and Sable. Wow. Wow. Uh, we get highlights from last week's fight between Merrill, Helmsley, and Goldust. Uh, you could also throw Waller in there since Sable beat him in the whole karate fighter tournament. She's your karate fighter champion. Oh, yeah. Take that, suckers. Uh, we kick off Monday night with an intercontinental title match. Love between it. Between Hunter Hurst Helmsley and Mark Merrill. They've been starting off with some good matches lately. I, I like it. Last yeah. week we had uh, Bret Hart. Who was it? Bret Hart and Steve Austin, right? I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. No, Vader and Steve Austin. Vader and Steve Austin. Yeah, but Hart got involved. So you weren't too far right, off Right, there. right, right. You were not too far removed. Uh, so as the match is being introduced, Gold Dust music hits, uh, and he goes and takes a shot, or a seat, excuse me, in the crowd, and he will get a shot at the Intercontinental Championship to try and regain uh, control of that belt. Uh, it's really weird, these guys sitting in the uh, the crowd. Yes. Seems like a weird chance you're taking there, but nonetheless... Um, Mero does not wait for the bell ring as Helmsley is uh, preoccupied with gold dust. And he runs over and uh, starts fighting Helmsley, but he gets dropped out of the ring as the uh, bell sounds, obviously, starting the match. He gets dropped out of the ring and chases Waller away from ringside. Dumb. I don't. I, Going for the Intercontinental title, man. Remember. What are you doing? What now? He's he's messing with Lawler, brother. You're going for the Intercontinental title. Worry about Lawler later. Get the yeah. belt. Yeah. And, and another part of that is I didn't, don't remember Lawler being such an in-ring competitor in 1996. But he's had several matches. Yeah. He was still there at the tail end of his career. Nonetheless, keep your focus, Mero. I, I concur there, Blake Superior. Uh, you know, keep your focus. They're a bigger fish to fry. Uh, we get a nice bridge and backslide pin by Marrow, showing some athleticism, as he often does. That leads us into a full metal, the album commercial, which has a child dressing up and dancing around uh, vivaciously like Shawn Michaels. Without a shirt on. Kind of disturbing in some ways. Yeah. Kind of disturbing. Um, comes back from the commercial 
Uh, we get uh, Miro hitting a nice drop kick, gets a count of two, but alas, that's not enough. Uh, then he misses a top rope maneuver, and Helmsley hits the pedigree, and we get the old Woo! nobody uh, can get away from the pedigree. You know, no one can kick out of the pedigree. Um, Miro is so mad after the match that three geek referees can hold him back. In fact, only one really held him back at first, and then two more came out. Yeah. Championships to own. I mean, what a geek. Yeah, I'm ready for him to be dead. But, you know, we've still got a little way to go with Mr. Marrow. Uh, Hunter gets the pedigree in the win. Then he gets the mic and tells Goldust that he will show him a real man at the Royal Rumble. Um, I'm not sure what he's trying to imply here. Goldust comes down the aisle. Hunter flees the ring. And then we get highlights of Billy Gunn's awkward injury from last week. Now, hang on. Before we we go to that, is Goldust really a babyface now because he said he's not gay? I really don't know what's going on here. I think that's what happened. Is he's he's a babyface now because last week he said that he is not queer. Who knows, man? Something to think about. Something to think about. Um, let's see. Maybe it has more to do with his uh, being against Lawler. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how to explain half of this stuff. I really don't. I really don't. And we're not even to the real Attitude Era stuff. No, not yet. Even Even though here in a little bit, Vincent Mann says, Attitude, 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 Attitude. Yeah, I was hoping that you caught that too. Yeah, it's like, hey, I wonder if we're switching the eras here soon. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's starting to be a little bit of a shift. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that the more we get into it, obviously there will be wonderful things that we like about the Attitude Era, but I'm going to go ahead and take a limb, go out on a limb here, that there are a lot more awkward things than we even remember. I mean, like, I realized in the 90s I had a different attitude about a lot of things. But even in the 90s, there were probably a lot more ugh moments than uh, I currently remember. So, the interesting I'm going to go ahead and, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a limb and uh, agree with you and say there's probably a lot of um, a lot of a lot more bad times ahead than good times. <laughs> uh, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the attitude Absolutely. era. Uh, mm-hmm. As I mentioned, we get the highlights of Billy Gunn's injury from last week from the inadvertent stun gun injury. Partial which temporary immediately, paralysis. Partial temporary paralysis. That's what they're calling it. That's a lot to say. 
lot to say. But nonetheless, obviously, having the wonderful uh, gun brothers out there means that uh, you got to have Sonny, right? That's a natural lead-in to her coming down. Oh, yeah. She came out uh, looking so like a hot Mrs. Claus Sunny. or maybe the daughter of Santa Claus or maybe his cheeky granddaughter. I don't know. Or was she? I have no idea, but of the outfits that she's worn to ringside, this was probably my favorite one. I mean, <laughs> regardless, two thumbs up. up. Showing. There you have it. Breaking coverage of Blake Superior <laughs> of Monday Night Brawl. She's a total uh, babe. She then joins commentary. Uh, did you notice? I, I, I took a little longer look at the Christmas commercial. Uh, and if you go back and see that, if they show it again, I don't know that they will. This is right before Christmas. If you get a chance, go back and watch. The black guy that's in the Christmas chorus is not having any fun. I'm have to go back and look at that. Like This is totally beneath him. Or he's just contemplated one or the other. Could be anything. Well, Sid could take care of that, too. He does not look like he's enjoying this. I wonder if they got paid. Think they got paid? Yeah, I can't see why they wouldn't get paid. And he looked like he could stand a few of the following. Ooh. Anyways, uh, we get Rocky Mayavia. Rocky, die, Rocky, die. But not before we get a shotgun Saturday night advertisement. Yeah, how about that? Uh, Coming to your airways. Shout out to Rocky Maivia for his wonderful curls. Uh, I wouldn't even go so far to call it a Jerry curl. Jerry curl. Gerald J. Curl, attorney at law. Apparently Jim Cornette and Sonny are both in the running to sign uh, Mr. Maivia to their uh, stable or their talent. Um, you know, now looking back, you can watch matches like this and really tell that uh, The Rock, although very talented and probably ahead of where he should be, is still very green. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, yeah. Salvatore sincere with some nice moves. He gets in a nice reverse bulldog that I was impressed with. Um, so there you wow, go, Salvatore. I'm watching, I'm watching this fellow from the uh, the choir. You are dead on. Yeah, he is not impressive. Not Freddie Blassie it. is leading this choir. Yeah, not happening. By the way, The Rock is going to be the only rookie in the uh, Royal Rumble this year. The Rock only rookie. rookie. Royal Rumble. I like it. All kinds of ours. Repetition, repetition, repetition. You'd almost yeah. thought that uh, that the, whoever's doing this announcing took Billy Smith's prep and preparation and delivery ser- uh, of sermons class. Oh, Lord. What a waste of time that class was. Oh, man. 
Oh, yes. Did you ever I just like feel it. just like? Did you, did you ever just feel like you're wasting your time going to that class? Um, well, considering I felt like I put together a really good one, especially for college, Travis. You know, they're yeah. not great now, uh, but I mean, I've they're especially things, terrible. Especially then. post post college, Travis. But I thought for mm. you know where I was at, I brought in a good one, but. You know, not going to have it unless it has three points to start with the same letter or spell something out and then ends with a poem. Ugh. I mean, you could have told me that. Literally, I just covered the class. There it is. Such a weird gentleman. A fairly decent to think that everybody, everybody does it his way. It's like, okay. Pepsi yeah. and Coke, brother. Anyways, Jr. Uh, by the way, uh, good old Jim Ross. Sorry mm. if you're lost this week. Terrible. Mm. For real though. Sorry about that. On that. Shout out to a living legend. Um, prayers and thoughts with you as well. Um, he cast some nice shade on all those in Georgia in this match. I don't know if he caught that or not. Um, I did. I forget the exact term, exact word. Uh, former employer. Throwing some shade. Throwing some shade is World Championship Wrestling, so where the big boys play. Uh, Rocky, uh, we get a classic Rocky finish. Uh, the Rock with a classic float over DDT followed by a shoulder breaker. Uh, just short of the rock bottom. And we get a one, two, three for the rookie. Rocky, Rocky Maivia with the win. Look at old uh, Dwayne Johnson coming out on top, huh? Yeah. Better get used Dwayne to that Mills. over the next couple of years. Man, it's, it's crazy, though, if you think about it, really. Like, think about him in this match and think about him now. And then think about him in that match. And think about him now. Yeah. He was nobody. Yeah. And he is the now biggest he's... just superstar in the country. He is he is talking about running for president next election. And you yeah. know he could win. Oh yeah. Yep. Unbelievable. You do it. Un- if one thing's been proven over the last two uh, presidents is that anyone, you know, anyone is possible. Why not? America. <laughs> why not? America. Yeah, at this point, why not? Uh, we get another Royal Rumble commercial. How these are terrible. These are terrible. These uh, young men, Adam and George, walk through the tunnel and find the bathroom. Possibly the same bathroom, Travis. Possibly the same bathroom that I used at this year's Royal Rumble 20 years later. Wow. Something to think about. You feel the the connection? I did feel as though I was urinating on the spirit of Adam and George. (laughs) <laughs> Which is what they deserve, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we come back from that commercial. Psycho Sid is welcomed down to the ring to interview, be interviewed by Vince McMahon. We get a shot of Sean. I've never been much for. I've never been much for interviews where the guy's music never stops playing. Oh yeah. Because I think Sid's promo. Sid's promos should be in silence. Yes. Close up on his face. (laughs) Shut up! Sid cuts a mean promo, man. He does. Like, I believe he's crazy. Mm hmm. I mean, I really think this man has lost touch with reality. Now, this is where Vince uh, says that, you know, Brett and Austin and HBK and Undertaker all have attitude. Yes. Am I playing to Sid's hands? And Sid says he's defeated the two best technical wrestlers that have ever lived in the last 30 or in 30 days. When he walks, the ground shakes and people listen. It's a pretty good impersonation. Master called himself the Super Predator of the World Wrestling Federation. Super Dolphin Predator. Man in charge. Whew. He's uh, six foot nine and three hundred pounds. And tomorrow he maybe will be. I am insane. And maybe it's time for you to find out how insane I am. Yeah. Right now, yeah. So he says he's six foot nine and 300 pounds today. He's going to be six nine, 300 pounds tomorrow. And the day after that. The day after that. And the day after that. So great. It's very good. Very good. Shotgun Saturday night will premiere on January 4th, by the way. You didn't know. So get your TV guide ready. I've stood next to a man who's six foot seven this past weekend. That is a large dude. I, um, and Psycho Sid was six I stood next to a, I stood next to a woman that was six foot six yesterday. That was a large dude. Wow. Mm-hmm. Next up, we get a tag team match of the New Rockers versus Cybernetico. Cybernetico and Peroth. Cybernetico, there we go, and Peroth. Um, looks like uh, WWF is trying to get in on some of the, uh, you know, cruiserweight type matches that are so popular in WCW. Even though WCW yeah, but they really exclusively appreciate them. said that, the, that these guys aren't high flyers, and that's yes. a myth. That is a myth of uh, the uh, Spanish wrestlers, as Jim Ross said. You yes. know, what's the problem there, Travis? Uh, that they use some really decent moves in the air. <laughs> Okay, wrong. Problem is, these boys, as you and I both well know, not from Spain. Oh yeah. 
because they're not Obviously, Spanish. I don't well know they, it. they speak Spanish. Yes, they are. That'd be Latin. like calling us the uh, two uh, English boys. Yes. They did use anyway. some high-flying moves, though. They did. And I was like, wait a second. That's how they won the match. Yeah. Yeah. Some nice luchador moves. Now, now who is the guy that JR, obviously, uh, they win. You know, the, the nine high-flying high flyers win the match. And then JR interviews, and I didn't catch that guy's name. Mel Mascaris. Mel Mascaris. Or Mascaris. Track steering to my heart. Mel Mascaris. Something like that. Mascaris. Uh, we get a rundown of the highlights Royal Rumble participants as well. I believe it means a million masks. Man, this dry cleaner must stay busy. <laughs> I don't think so. I think his, uh, Seamstress, May. Well, I guess we'll agree to disagree. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> hey Uh They give us a rundown Hey-o. of the highlights of Royal Rumble participants. Obviously, we know Rocky Maivia is going to be in there. Uh, and then we get a rare treat. Honky Tonk Man comes down to the ring to make a big announcement. Just a Honky Tonk Man. Followed by Jackie man. Chan's first strike promo. I'm cool. I'm cocky. I'm bad. We get the main event, quotation marks, Razor Ramon versus Bret Hart. Uh, and the Honky Tonk Man is upset that no one has asked him why he is there. And so he fills us in. He's looking for someone who can do what he has done. Fill the shoes of the Honky Tonk Man, he says. says that Bret Hart is uh, on his mm. hit list. But that Bret Hart cannot fill Honky Tonk Man's shoes. Also, it goes on to say that Bret Hart will lose the Royal Rumble and can't even get an interview to reach Honky Tonk's level. Oh, mercy. And everyone knows that is Balagna. Balagna. Exactly what that is. I would tell the honky tonk man. I said, easy, big fella. Uh, Bret Hart slaps the sharpshooter on. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm watching this match and I'm thinking, has Razor Ramon gotten that much better? Or is he just being lucky and having a good match? Or is Bret Hart just that good? Uh, I think Bret Hart's just that good. Probably. Now, Razor has gotten in much better shape. I will look for that since his debut. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, Brett slaps on the sharpshooter and Razor Ramon, quotation marks, taps. And so Hart wins by submission. Before they go off the air, Sean joins backstage and flexes some of that attitude that Vince was talking about earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. And then goes on to lecture us on the crazy world of a WWF title match as Vince wishes us all a Merry Christmas. 
Shawn Michaels kind of getting a little edgy there. A little bit, a little bit. Coming at you. We flip over to Nitro 67, December 23rd, 1996. And the show opens up with highlights of Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit from November 18th because they are awesome in the ring yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leads into a U.S. title tournament match between Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. Sullivan joins side screen for an interview and immediately creeps me out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about Kevin Sullivan. I think it looks like... Then DDP he, comes out. He does and joins the commentary. And I'm like, why are we not Shout watching the match? I will say shout out to DDP and his Three Stooges t-shirt. Oh, yeah. So he wants to see who he's going to face for the U.S. strap. Travis, you ever wear a strap? Uh, Depends on what you mean by that, but uh, I've got several of the championship belt kind uh, laying around my house. What else would I mean? I have no idea. Continue. Continue. Thank you. Um, I also asked the question in my notes, why are we not soaking up every bit of an Eddie Guerrero, Chris Mm -hmm. Benoit match? But nonetheless, uh, Sullivan creeps me out because I think I I get confused on whether or not he has Down syndrome or not. Oh, man. He just looks, I don't know, there's something who, about him. Anyways. Who is that? Kevin, Kevin Sullivan, the taskmaster. Kevin Sullivan, you think he's got a Down syndrome? I know he doesn't, but he just, I don't know, there's something weird with the way he looks. If he does. No offense. Same. Just saying if anyway. he does, he has come a long way, and it is very irresponsible <laughs> that they uh, allow him to do such <laughs> a hard-hitting Oh, man. Uh, as per usual, uh, these guys swap some flips and counters. Uh, monster moves uh, make me excited for their match with DDP. Whoever wins, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, Guerrero hits the spinning backbreaker. Benoit follows it up with a suplex off the top rope. Uh, and these chops that they give each other hurt my soul. Mm. And uh, they laid into each other, man. They laid into each other. No mercy. And Guerrero gets the win after a reverse frog splash. It'll be Eddie Guerrero and DDP. And that was a great frog splash. And then Randy Anderson jumps, leaps over them. Yeah, that was impressive. It was amazing. Never seen anything like it. Agile young man. Young man. The four horsemen join Mean Gene, uh, RIP, referee, kind of run. Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Mongo, Chris Benoit, and Deborah. Deborah says there are plenty of ladies at the Crimson Tide pageant who would want to date Benoit. 
roll tide. Benoit tells Deborah to talk to the man because the man don't understand. Uh, Easily one of my my least favorite moments ever. (laughs) Oh, what a shame. Such a great, great. (laughs) It was just so awkward. Kind of reminds me of when. uh, I know. At basketball games, when basketball players run up and give the fist bump to the old white referees. (laughs) It's like. Oh, man. Awkward. So from that standpoint, I see the greatness. But, uh, you know. Flair interrupts and calms everyone down and uh, reminds us all why he is the greatest. Mm-hmm. And that little jig, man. little jig gets me. Hurry back from injury, Rick Flair. I'm ready to start counting your Flair chops again. Yeah. When he works that uh, uh We go to commercial. Strut, man. He was oh, yeah. playing around. He's the boss. Uh, NWO music is blaring throughout the arena. Larry has his fighting shirt, apparently. Uh, as Hogan, DiBiase, Vince, and Miss Elizabeth make their way down to the ramp, or down the ramp, Hogan says he is in Lincoln and Washington's league. And he's the man who scared the skirt off of Piper. Hogan entertains the fans. I'm pretty sure that my dad wrote Hulk Hogan's promos in 1996. (laughs) I will say this. It's not great uh, scheduling to have Ric Flair. Either it's great or not great scheduling to have Ric Flair be the last guy on the mic before Hulk Hogan. Oh, for sure. For sure, because we go from, you know, the nature boy to hanging and banging with, uh, you know, Hollywood Hogan. Oh, we get a Saturday night commercial. Uh, Then we followed up by Tombstone versus Lex Luger. Tombstone is not a small individual. No. Uh, He's also uh, not very good. It's in Lex's face. Before they wrap each other up, Lex submits Tombstone with a torture rack, which we all saw coming, and then the giant comes down to the ring. Is it possible for the giant to sneak up on someone? Really? Just have a hard Only time Lex Luger. Lex didn't know he was there. Yeah. Only Lex Luger. The forehead. Mm, it's almost go. like... It's almost like... Lex Luger has giant's forehead on Lex Luger's body. He got a big old jug head, man. Sure. I really hope none of these wrestlers listen to this podcast. I've offended Kevin Sullivan Lex Luger tonight. What I've been able to surmise from this week's episode, tonight's episode of the Monday Night Marks brought to you by the Fuzz and Travis show, the Fuzz and Travis radio network. What I've been able to surmise is that you believe that in 1996, uh, World Championship Wrestling had several, uh, what could be um, called, like, I suppose, uh, retarded adults that were engaging in <laughs> physical combat on a week-to-week basis. Is this correct? That guy in a little coat. 
Mr. Trump, is this correct? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Kramer says, hey, buddy. Uh, There you go. Uh, Anyways. Uh, Lex wins. Giant comes down uh, and swings Lex in the corner, but Lex fights back, gets him up in the rack. Yes. Uh, what we were just talking about, just something to think about. Continue. Okay. Uh, the outsiders swarm the ring as Lex gets away. Highlights from last week's sting footage with the Steiners. Uh, then we get JL versus Ray Mysterio Jr. Now you know who JL is. Ray Mysterio right? Jr. Ray Mysterio is a small man. Jerry Lynn. That's right. Future ECW champion. As per usual, we're going to get some impressive moves. Uh, get a top rope springboard. Uh, Jerry Lynn dumps Mysterio with a monster powerbomb. Man. Mm. Just sling him all over the ring. Uh, followed by a nice backdrop. Then a few minutes later, a nice backdrop again. Mysterio hits the Hurricane Rana and shoots through the ropes. Uh, and to answer uh, Mr. Uh, Living Legend's question, yes, Mysterio is still around 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, kicking it. He ain't going nowhere. Some butt. No, he's not. Uh, Mysterio gets the win after some nifty moves that turn into another Hurricane Rana. Before going to commercial, Mysterio joins the commentary. Picked up for Sting's actions last Monday night. Um, says that uh, he actually let, or Sting let Ray go after he figured out who was on him. Uh, he asked for the replay of last week, and instead we get an edited package that shows nothing of which that yeah. Ray Mysterio called to see again. Sting World Championship Wrestling. He is WCW. Show that package again. Show that footage again. Nope. Nope. We won't. And a commercial. Sorry. Hour two. Moving on with the show. Hour two. Tanae, Tony, and the Brain call the NWI on their propaganda. Uh, and unfortunately, we get a replay of Hogan from earlier in the evening. Blah. Followed by Glacier versus Sergeant Parker. Oh boy! Ooh, this uh, this took a took a turn for the worst, didn't it? Two chronic kicks later, and Glacier wins. Mm-hmm. All I got to say about it. Um, I got a lot to say about this. I got a lot to say about this. So, first of all, when your entire move set is kicks. Why is one of them supposed to be your finisher? Yes. And then it doesn't work. Because uh, Buddy Lee Parker here did not have any clue which one he was supposed to uh, sell for. Kicks out of the cryonic kicks. It's another one. And he got busted open, too. Did you see that? I did not see the blood, no. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Sergeant Parker is busted open. He was pissed. Then he had to take the kick in the head for the second time. 
<laughs> Happy child. Um, you can imagine how Happy excited child. he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously Same. gets the win because he's being pushed. Who are we going to pay for Outsiders t-shirt commercial? In the new world commercial, we, we get the amazing French Canadians with Colonel Parker versus Public Enemy. And this, my friend, was a fairly inter- enjoyable, entertaining tag match. Feels odd to say. I would agree with that. Not taking anything away from not taking anything away from the amazing French Canadians because they're legit. I kind of enjoy watching mm-hmm. them, oh, yeah. even if the wrestling's not the greatest. That whole like national anthem gig cracks me up every time. Uh, you know, I, I, also, I had a feeling that I had a feeling that they were going to be right up your alley. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, then throw in the fact that the brain is—I literally put in my notes. Thank the Lord. Uh, for for the brain, Bobby the Brain Heenan, like so much flavor to my life has been brought by that man. So shout out to you. Uh, the amazing French Canadians, or as I like to call them, hashtag TAFC, call for the hillbillies to respect Canada as they sing the national anthem. Yeah, you hillbillies. Public Enemy tries to break it up, but they get dropped, and they go back to singing, which is amazing. <laughs> um, hey. You're not I mean, getting off that know, easy, Slick. You got to do what brought you to the dance, right? Yeah. I'm down with it. Uh, the game. They go back to singing, and Public Enemy pulls stocking caps over TFC's head. Oh, Lord. And get the advantage. No oh, Lord. This is so bad. Uh, the TASC, they hit some kind of tag team move off the top rope that was pretty impressive. And then another involving the sharpshooter, uh, where one of them put the sharpshooter on while the other leg dropped the guy across the back of the head. That looked painful. Brutal. Uh, they're going to go for a table. On the turnbuckle, Public Enemy breaks up the move and then clean house by using the table to clothesline TAFC and get DQ'd. After the bell, Public Enemy hits a tag team splash off the turnbuckle. And then we get highlights of Big Bubba joining the New World Order from last week. Yay! Bubba, Bubba. That's what's going to make the New World Order the best uh, stable in professional wrestling. That's what's really going to take them to the next level. Big Big Bubba. Bubba. Big Bubba is set to take on Conan. Conan with Jimmy Hart. Mm. Nick Patrick is back. Yay. How about that? And Bubba's in the ring. Bubba attacks... Uh, Conan before the bell. Uh, we get a dive through uh, the ring, or drives Bubba into the ring steps, excuse me, and then drop kicks him as well. Patrick cheats to help Big Bubba as Big Bubba pulls something out and attacks Conan. I didn't actually see what he pulled out. Did you catch that by any chance? Mm, I did not. 
uh, and he's able to get away from some illegal attacks. Uh, Patrick tosses Hart, sends him packing to the uh, backstage area, and then Conan gets DQ'd for tossing Bubba over the top rope, which, once again, not sure why that's a rule, but what else? Um, Conan's well, it was a rule Patrick from the uh, from back in the day whenever they didn't have mats on the, the outside. Well, there you go. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happening. Hey, we're a good couple we of years. We get one eight hundred collect road report. Changing it. Uh, what was that? I'm sorry. I was saying we're probably a good two years away from them changing that too. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't know that for a while. Yep. Lee Marshall jumps in from the one eight hundred collect road report from the worst town in America. Knoxville, Tennessee. Just chase the orange. Anyways, uh, we get a marvelous match. Probably the best match of the night. Just going to throw that out there. A WCW TV title match facing, uh, featuring Dean Malenko versus Lord Steven Regal. Regal's like, give me the cruiserweight division. I'm going to go make it great. Yep. Believe he could. He's gonna go have great matches with the guys that you guys don't think are worth, uh, you know, worth crap. And he did. He knocks it out of the park. Which I mean, imagine it's probably not very hard for Steven Regal to have a good match with Dean Malenko. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, if there was ever greatness in a bottle, this is it right here for your viewing enjoyment. Uh, once again, they keep trying to cut away and talk about a bunch of garbage that they don't even talk about, but whatever. Garbage. Uh, a leapfrog uh, and a cartwheel from Stephen Regal. A leapfrog from Dean Malenko and then a cartwheel by Stephen Regal. As Ono comes down with his camera again, ref tosses Ono. Uh, we get some vicious kicks from Regal. That's a, I love the fact that Regal will find something and he will wear it out with viciousness. Yep. yep. Uh, in this match, it was kicks. He is kicking the crap out of Malenko. Um, just in general, I mean, we said Malenko-Regal. Obviously, there's some great mat wrestling going on, half of which I don't even know what to call it. Mm-hmm. I love uh, it. A Perfect. USA champ breaks out. Um, is Malenko from the U.S.? Yeah. He's from Florida. Okay. Tampa, Florida, in fact. I didn't know if he was, didn't know if he was in there with all those Canadians or not. But, uh, you know, at least the chant makes sense now. Dean Malenko is very much see. not Canadian. So. It's good. I believe he's of Polish sure. descent. Even better. Shout out to you, Danny so, Nadratowski. Now, uh, he's from he's from Tampa, Florida. Built from Tampa, Florida, but he resides in Lutz, Florida. Nice. Um, some nasty European uppercuts. 
Shout out to you, Regal. Great variety of moves. We get a butterfly butterfly suplex. Uh, Lord Stephen Regal. Uh, and then Malenko hits the brain buster and goes for the count and looks like he's going to become the TV champion, but time runs oh, out man. in 10 minutes. I was like scrambling in my head. TV like, title match. Did he? I'm, I was scrambling like, did he win that? I don't remember him winning that title. What's going on? And boom. Man, what a match. Time runs what out. A match. Time runs out. That was a great finish. Yes. That's why you got to bring and back Lord the... And uh, Regal retains the TV bring title. Back, bring back the time limit draw. There you go. That match means something. Uh, we, we get a Starcade commercial and Starcade card rundown of the matches that will occur. Uh, then we get Rick Steiner with Scott Steiner versus Jeff Jarrett. Uh, we want Sting Champ again. Steiner lives up to his dog name. Jarrett begins to mount a comeback just uh, for Rick to hit a belly-to-belly. Uh, the imposter, a.k.a. NWO, Sting, comes down and tries to drop Jarrett. But he gets close laid by out. Rick and Jeff pins him. Was he in the match? No. No, the he chant not. breaks out again. Um, as we go to commercial. And once again, we get the NWO music. Hogan makes his way down to the ring. Hogan claims that Popper has sent a message saying he, as in Hogan, is the greatest. Popper's music hits. And guess who comes out? Eric Bischoff. Who? Oh. Dressed in kilts and Piper garb. He's got a Hogan shirt on, uh, red and yellow. And he has a Hulk Hogan t-shirt on, Hulkamania. You know. Piper respects the heck out of Hulk Hogan. He's his number one fan. Yeah. Eric even mentioned WrestleMania on air. Yeah. Gosh, I just need to stop doing that. Quit talking about the other guys. Just focus on yourselves. Bischoff says Hogan will destroy him. You know, of course, playing Piper at Starcade. Might as well do this right now. Give me a referee. So who comes out? Nick Patrick. Oh. Nick Patrick. Look at that. Nick Patrick. Eric lays down and gives Hogan the three count and begins to worship Hogan, which unfortunately looks very familiar to something that will happen in the future. On way too many occasions. Then, of course, a band of bagpipes comes down and lines up the entrance ramp, and guess who actually is in the building? Elviper. Oh. No, that was that was raw. That's my second uh, guess. Honky man was all raw. Just a honky Piper talk comes man. down, makes his way down the ramp. Uh, they trade blows, and guess who shows up? The New World Order. It blows my mind that New World Order is always the first one there. Um, 
Yeah. And then security shows yeah. up. We're, we're as they hold copper. Way more you guys. Exactly. They're just chilling. And the show ends with security flooding the ring as we head into Starcade. Starcade now. Uh oh. Starcade. Already started watching it. Good match right out the gate, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I looked at that card. Good it match. is stacked. It yeah. is stacked. Good luck, WWF. Pay-per-view. And they just, they just anywhere put good match Star after Day. good match after they put good match after good match after good match, and then by the time you got to that main event, Piper versus Hogan is so such a, a big main event just from star power. Anyway, it didn't matter if it, it sucked. Whole card was great. Yeah, beautiful, masterful. Ah, very nice. Masterful. How you feeling like about it. it? I'm pretty excited about it. Not I started much. watching it already. Uh, so hopefully get that wrapped up and be ready to jump back in the saddle on uh, Monday. Get it covered. Righty, Monday it is. Seems like uh, it's taking oh, yeah. forever to get to Starcade. I know. Well, we had to finish and up the and we'll there was... There was what five uh, or four or five uh, Mondays in uh, December. There's at least four. Yeah. So. So. They'll do it. Starcade will wrap up 1996. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty crazy. Anything else for the wonderful people at home there, Blake? Uh, as always, everybody, uh, check us out on Twitter at Monday Night Mark. Indeed. Oh, I got brother. You guys take it easy. Have a wonderful fry, yay! And we'll yeah, the weekend. If, if not before. Right here, Roddy Roddy Piper. I'm probably the toughest son of an unnamed girl you ever seen in your life. You want to see me fight? The first thing you got to do, put Grandmama to bed, make sure she's comfy, go make yourself a bologna sandwich, bring her on down, watch me squish a couple of worms, Bob Orton and Jimmy Hart, the Ichabod train of pro wrestling. Oh, no, no, it won't be a pretty sight, but I will be when it's finished. 